Blog Talk Radio. Live on air with Mama Dada Astrology. I am going to do a real quick check just to make sure we are live. And we're going to go ahead and jump in and get started. I'm, if you can hear me, I'm so excited to be back another week right here on the My Astrology, My Astrology Coach Radio Network. And I am checking in right now to make sure we are live. Okay. I don't want to go too far and nobody can hear me. All right. This is a very, very major week um, for for everyone. And here at the Mama Dada Astrology, your week ahead hour, we are definitely going to be digging in and talking about it. Give me one quick second. It's almost up. Um, I actually do have a couple of uh, people already been holding on the line. Why don't I open up the line and make sure I can uh, be heard that way? How about that? Uh, caller from the 202, you're live on the air with Amadada Astrology. Peace. On it, taking its time, picking up. Okay, caller from the 70720, can you hear me? Sorry, guys. Okay, I apologize. Why don't y'all give me a second to relaunch this studio here? Um, I'm going to assume y'all can hear me, and I'm going to go ahead and get started with today's show while we're waiting on the uh, computer side of everything to, to line up. Uh, well, without further ado, you are here. We're in the week ahead for um, next week, the 13th of September through the 19th. That's Sunday through Saturday. And uh, we are in the midst of a very powerful week right now leading up to it. There's so, so much to talk about. Uh, so buckle up. Uh, I definitely want to give honor, respect, remember uh, our divine ancestors, and without them, we would not be here. All all the divine ancestors that have transitioned um, here in 2015, uh, a special just ashe to their precious spirits. We, we've had to um, deal with the passing of quite a few of our beloved So. Um, also, of course, we want to recognize the leader of the My Astrology Coach Network team, uh, Brother Ampu, who there's just so much to be said about him. All good so far, um, but just so thankful to his divine essence for allowing us the opportunity to get together yet again this week to talk about our week ahead, okay? So uh, I still don't have any activity. I really hope I'm not talking to nobody. Um, but I do have my notes up for this week, so I know we can go ahead and jump 
in Tibet. Um, actually, if y'all, since we haven't gone too far in today's show, let me go ahead and um, put the show on just a slight musical hold while I figure out exactly what's going on. All right, peace. I am back with you guys. Sorry about the delay. Um, apparently, my computer wanted to do what it wanted to do. And uh, an introduction to Mercury retrograde in Libra as well. So I've got everything going right now. I do see uh, we lost the caller from the 202, but 720 is still hanging in there. i got to pick up the line. You're a faithful <laughs> listener right now. Curious to see what's going on. Peace. Caller from the 720, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Hi, Mama Dada. This is Mrs. Star. How are you? You there? I can barely hear you. Can you hear me better now? I can. Thank you so much. Hello? Yes, I got a bit of a, a echo going on with the sound from the computer. I apologize for that. But you're calling into the show today. What's your name? My name is Ibitar. Can you hear me okay? I can. You said, can you spell that? Nibitar? I B B. A T A R, Ibatar. That's beautiful. Thank you for calling in, Ibatar. What um, would you like to discuss today, or do you have a question? How can we help? Yeah, I did have some questions about um, the way the planets. I know that there's a lot of planets that's lining up in my chart in Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I didn't actually write them down in terms of all of them, but I wanted to see how Jupiter, I don't know if you're doing, you know, questions on charts or whatever. I, I wanted to see, yeah, I wanted to see how Jupiter was going to be playing out in my chart uh, as far as finances and relationships. There's a lot um, going on with finances and relationships for a lot of people just because, that's the kind of climate that the planetary energies are in right now. Now, um, you have a lot going on in Taurus. I'm assuming you mean in your natal chart because currently we actually have a lot of activity going on in Virgo. Okay, sure. Um, Now, I don't do live readings on the air, but I do have your number recorded here along with your name. Is it okay if I contact you after the show? I can take you. Do you have your um, time of birth? Yeah, I do. Do you know what time you were born? Okay, perfect. So we'll definitely be able to get into your natal chart, see how the current planetary climate is impacting you specifically, and, yes, I can let you know the the, the environment that you are currently astrologically in for advancement and growth in relationships and money. Most of us okay. are with Yeah, you'll hear, we're going to get into the show today about the solar eclipse, and a lot is just on the brink of changing for us, especially in our relationships, but with our money as well. So hold tight, Ibitar. Thank you so much for calling in, and if you would like, I can place you back on hold. You can listen to the rest of the show. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Peace. Oh, you're welcome. All right. 
Thank you. Um, I do have another caller. I guess before we get into the show, I can go ahead and take that. Um, may have somebody else who has a question about their personal chart. Caller from the two one five nine five four. You're on the air with Mama Dada. Morning, Mama Dada. Hi. Good afternoon here in the Central Standard Time Zone. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. How are you? And what can we help you with today? What's your name? My name is Serena. Serena? Uh-huh. Beautiful. What would you like and to discuss or what question do you have? I was just wondering what's in my, my planets that are lining up for me. I'm an Aries. Well, I'm on a cusp. Um, some charts say I'm on a cusp. Some say I'm not. But I was April the 19th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And, and uh, go ahead. And my boyfriend is uh, November 27th. Mm-hmm. He's a Sagittarius. Okay. So what do you see for us? So you're wanting to know about you guys' compatibility in general for your relationship, or you want to know about current planetary transits and the impact that they might be having on your relationship? What exactly are you wanting to know? Like, like what, what, basically what you see, um, you know, for our relationship, um, what's mm-hmm. going to happen, um, mm-hmm. or the planets lining up perfect for us, or no, mm-hmm. or... It sounds like what you uh, could benefit from, I just got through doing a combo package is what I call it, because I include the composite compatibility, which is the energy that you two create just by associating with each other. Obviously, the more intimately acquainted and associated y'all are with each other, the more accurate the information in the report will be. Also, the synastry of you two, um, that's the combo, the composite and the synastry. And what the synastry does is it takes your particular natal chart and his natal chart, and it tells you about the relationship from one planet of yours to a planet of his, or mm-hmm. it also tells you about where maybe your planet, what house or area of life it's falling in for him and vice versa, where his planets are falling in your area of life. And what that means by way of just the energies that um, y'all deal with on a, on a on a regular basis, daily basis. So that's That'll pretty that that will be the report the especially this synastry report probably be around twenty seven or so thirty pages, and it's gonna be a reference that you guys can look at or you can um, study yourself and reference when certain things are coming up. One thing I did for the client that I gave the combo um, did the combo package for, I actually mm-hmm. gave her just bonus. Uh, Transit a transit uh, report from the time the current time out about a month, and what that's gonna do is that very same composite report that I created that shows the energy, the third energy that you two create by being together. It shows transits to those point points and planets, and that'll give you just a, a current view of where you guys are energetically and what could be going on and how y'all might can take advantage of being together. 
So if this is someone you're actually in a relationship with, sure, I I have recorded your number here. I can call you back after the show, get the birth details for you and him as long as you know both of your times of birth. And, yeah, we can take it from there, and I can give you quite a bit of information that will better put you in a position to evaluate yourself in the context of the relationship and the relationship as a whole. Does that sound okay? That sounds great. You said what? It sounds great, yes. Okay, absolutely. And I've got you down, Serena. I'll give you a call after the show. We're about to get into um, some horoscopes for the uh, solar eclipse after I discuss it a little bit. And you can listen out for both you and him and get a really good idea of what this weekend is looking like for both of you. How about that? (laughs) Oh, that sounds great. Thank you. Okay. No problem, Serena. I'll place you back on hold to listen. Thank you for calling in. Peace. Thank you. Peace to the Thank you. All right, y'all, we're on the air. I can be heard. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I can um, get to the studio here. Uh, I did have the chat up, so anybody in the chat, I'm pulling it back up now. Feel free to um, chat with me online. You can... Uh, just do a general message in the chat, or I can private message you back. If it's personal, it's fine. And we're jumping in here, okay, because these solar solar eclipse, new moon solar eclipse horoscopes can't wait a moment longer. Virgo, this solar eclipse new moon is in Virgo. Y'all remember Virgo. We discussed it here in the last couple of shows because the sun is currently in Virgo. So if you go back a show two or three, you're going to hear this emerging theme of Virgo uh, being discussed regarding the current planetary climate. Virgo is the sixth sign. It rules the sixth house of work and health. These are key words for Virgo, work, health, and service. Um, it's not considered, the sixth house is, not, uh, and, and, you know, it's not considered a money house per se, but since it has to do with daily work and employees and employers and things of that nature, it could have effects on your pocketbooks. So pay attention for many reasons, um, and that's just one of them. Now, the moon is actually going into Virgo well before this eclipse early in the rising on Sunday, September the 13th. It's actually going into Virgo on the 11th, September the 11th at 8.55 a.m. Central Standard Time. So we got a couple of days of this environment, a more... uh, Let's see. Problem solving. I think that's a good word. I just was stuck because there's so many words to use when describing Virgo, but problem solving. Problem solving in the areas of our health, of our healing. What what problems can we solve concerning healing and problem solving in the areas of work and service, Okay. Um, when the moon is in Virgo, generally activities that are favored during this time 
are any mental pursuits. Virgo being ruled by Mercury, the mental planet of communications and travel, um, lends itself well here. So any mental pursuits are going to be good. Now keep these keywords and phrases in mind when you're thinking about new moon beginnings. New moon, this is a, a solar eclipse, new moon in Virgo. So new moons are just as much about endings as they are beginnings. And when you throw a solar eclipse on it, even though this is a partial one, the sun will be partially covered by the moon um, for many uh, that won't be able to see it. That's what's going to be going on. And so not only mental pursuits keep in mind when you're thinking about these new moon activities, work activities. And I mean work work activities even on the weekend. That's when this new moon is occurring. If it's not something that you do or initiate this weekend, definitely in, set the intention and, and you can uh, write it down, kind of ground it out. Virgo is also an earth, earth signs like <laughs> anything that appeals to the senses. So anything you can touch, see, taste, smell, hear. Earth signs like it. So Virgo being an earth sign, although it's ruled by Mercury, who is more associated with air, um, you kind of get the best of both worlds, but that is one way to ground down the Virgo energy is through work activities. Also, any services that you provide, any services that you provide. Um, Anything going on in Virgo as opposed to Pisces ruling the 12th house, anything going on in Virgo, um, more 6th house rule, which is directly opposite it, is more associated with daily work services that you kind of get paid for as opposed to doing something out of more the Piscean or 12th house energy is more you're doing it out of compassion, okay? So keep that in mind when you're thinking about services associated with Virgo. And also any routines. While the moon is in Virgo, any kind of routines are favored, okay? Um, <laughs> any activities that would benefit from tending to details is, is conducive for the Virgo energy. That is Virgo detail-orientedness, okay? Um, during this time, from September 11th, uh, early in the morning, when the moon enters Virgo, we're going to instinctually gravitate towards more practical activities, so, sort of like the ones I listed. Um, we're definitely going to want to set things right. Virgo kind of just wants to do the right thing. When you think about daily routines and, you know, day-to-day activities and mental pursuits and, and work and service, Virgo wants to do the right thing. The right thing is to get up and go to work so you can eat. The right thing is to eat things that are going to be life-affirming and life-giving instead of life-depleting. So, the, I hope you're getting a better idea as I go along uh, what the Virgo energy is because I'm about to dive headfirst into the solar eclipse energy because it's a doozy this time. It's it's an eclipse. That just has doozy written all over it. If you remember what was going on in your life around March, the very end of March, around March 20th, 
up in up until um April fourth, that was the last eclipse season we went through. What was going on major and transformational? What changes were occurring in your life around that time? I bet you can remember. I'm not I'm not one for really remembering a lot of dates and stuff like that. But I distinctly remember between March twentieth and April fourth of this year of twenty fifteen. And it was I'll never forget it. And to consider that the time period we're coming into starting this weekend, which is the newest eclipse season, which kind of ends out or culminates or brings to a close for the sake of new beginnings, the eclipse season we experienced earlier this year, okay? So it's pivotal. It's it's a reason why people are interested in all this because it's, it's about as accurate as you can get when you're looking at the macrocosm of the microcosm that is us. All these energies, all these transits, all these ingressions, all these eclipses are happening inside of us as much as they're happening outside of us, okay? So with that being said, let's get into it. Change. Change. Change meaning endings and beginnings is definitely on the menu for this solar eclipse in Virgo, okay? And we know that change is generally perceived as uncomfortable but necessary for growth, okay? I told y'all before with Virgo being involved, the areas of work and health which are Virgo governed is what we're looking at, okay? Feelings of uncertainty or anxiety, you know, the people are solar eclipse, I don't know, some people probably are like, even in the ancients, doing some study on ancient astrology, the ancients would kind of, uh, you know, have a bad omen surrounding (laughs) eclipses, eclipse season. But big endings don't have to be bad. You know, it's just changes. Everybody knows the cliches about change being inevitable and change being the only thing that's constant. And in in the growth that the change brings is 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 vital to our evolution. Um, you know, and continue our continued evolution. So it may not sound like so much fun, but wrap your wrap your brain and your heart around growth. And, and evolution, and it may not still make it fun, but you begin to see the purpose in it. You begin to see the fullness of of why, why behind the what, okay? None of this stuff comes to throw us off our, you know, track per se. None of this stuff comes to take us out, but it definitely comes to push us beyond, you know, our limits into the realm of our destiny, okay? That's what we're here to do. That's what Mama Dada Astrology is here for, to help us master our destiny. Um, so fun, maybe not, but pushing us along our journeys of mastering our destiny, yes, resoundingly, yes. Um, early Sunday rising, the moon will actually eclipse the sun from the vantage point of Earth. We are becoming aware of the dream, aware of the dream, some people, some of us, <laughs> some of us have been the walking dead, you know, zombie-like, unaware, to- 
unconscious and this eclipse is bringing us into awareness of just how asleep we've been in in certain areas, okay? Um, and some of us who haven't necessarily, you know, been totally asleep, it, it's a, another level of awareness that we're coming into as well. Uh, a focus on the particular area of your natal chart that this divine portal will be happening in would be very beneficial. Um, the houses of astrology of the of the chart, astrological chart, they govern different areas of life. I, of course, know what area of uh, my chart this is happening in, and that denotes so many possibilities even within knowing that that you could focus on. For instance, if this Virgo new moon solar eclipse is happening in your fourth house of home, of family, of roots, your roots, there there could be some beginnings and endings in those areas. Uh, I don't want to go to extremes or for anybody who's super sensitive. Like I said, you know, we've, we've had um, to endure the passing on of many people this year so far. You know, families can experience changes. Uh, you can experience changes in your family life, home life. You can get a new home. It doesn't have to be something, you know, negative. Uh, I think the negative manifestations, what we perceive as negative, uh, they, they manifest for different reasons, but it's usually generally in that I've seen for our betterment, for our growth and development. Um, The changes that occur as a result of this eclipsing energy uh, via circumstances and events occurring in our lives may happen this weekend, and they may happen another time over the course of the next six months until the next eclipse season in March of uh, 2016, when particular, between now and then, when particular planets such as Mars may trigger this exact same spot in your chart. And this spot is at 20 degrees Virgo. That's that's where the sun and the moon are lining up and the moon partially in front of um, the sun from Earth's vantage point. If you have a personal astrologer, then by way of a transit report, much like I was um, talking to Serena with momentarily, uh, a transit report is going to show you when Mars is going to hit this point in your chart. Uh, Mars passes over the solar eclipse degree on Tuesday, October 27th. That could be a trigger point, something that didn't happen this weekend in the area of maybe someone whose who's, uh, this eclipse was going through their fourth house. Maybe something didn't happen this weekend. is not going to happen this weekend in your home or family. But over the course of the next six months, maybe around October 27th when Mars triggers this point again next, maybe. Maybe not October 27th. Maybe October 29th, 30th when Venus hits this point. That's why I say it doesn't have to be bad. If Venus 
is triggering this spot in your chart around uh, the end of October, it's likely not going to be bad unless you over indulge because Venus is bringing the harmony, Venus is bringing the peace, Venus is bringing the treats. <laughs> so um, that's why I say it just it depends on our perspective, our attitude, and, you know, how we are approaching these things as they come up. The Venus-Mars alignment is on November the 2nd, so that's going to happen really close to Venus and Mars individually hitting these trigger points. That's why they're hitting them so close together. Uh, So that week from the 27th of October to November the 2nd is definitely going to be critical uh, for realizing root causes of any love relationship issues in relation to a lot of these solar eclipse themes around work, health, and service. And so let's see. So relationships are very thematic right now, not just for the solar eclipse, new moon and Virgo, um, but a couple of the other um, that are going on right now that are affecting this eclipse. Um, Jupiter is going to actually hit the eclipse degree, another powerful planet uh, in addition to Mars and Venus on November the 23rd. And it's actually going to hit it twice because Jupiter retrogrades. And so it's going to hit it November 23rd and February 22nd. So those two time periods should definitely be times of happiness, and growth in love relationships also surrounding these solar eclipse themes. This, so are y'all kind of starting to see how pivotal and impactful this one lunation is? Because it's an eclipse, the reverberation of these energies is going to last for up to six months. It ain't over this weekend. It's only just begun. Okay, it's only just begun as it pertains to work, health, and service. For some people, that sounds like an exciting thing, and for some people, it could be something completely different. Let's keep it going, guys. Let's see. Now, I'm a word nerd, so I did the etymology on the word eclipse, and it comes from a word meaning failure to appear and to forsake a usual place. And so I just put together that being that the sun represents our self-protective ego and the moon, our emotions and unconscious habits, you could say that our conscious self during the time of this solar, partial solar eclipse is being eclipsed or abandoned in the moment of the eclipse, giving way to our usually That's all the stuff associated with the sun since the moon is partially going to be covering it or eclipsing it or abandoning it. It's giving way to the things. It's like the the moon, you know, bogarting to come stand in front of the sun to say, no, 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 no. You've had your time to shine. I'm eclipsing you now, even partially so, so I can be expressed more fully so I can be seen and on display more fully. And so our conscious self is therefore being abandoned or eclipsed in that moment, giving way to 
these repressed needs um, that we usually have that now want expression, giving way to uh, our rejected memories that want their day in the sun. All these moon things, our needs, memories, and and the any and emotions, hidden emotions that want to emerge to be felt experientially. So yeah, change is in the air. The, the the normal way of doing and being that we've grown so accustomed to. Nature is since if we don't get the kick in the butt or the umption to do something different, guess what? Nature has a nice little eclipse for us to come along that we have no control over, can't stop it, to say change is now on the menu. Change is now being served. <laughs> Dig in. And so um, changes in our work, like I said, this is all changes referring to the solar eclipse and then the new moon in Virgo referring to our work, health, and service. Um, Changes in our work, hopefully welcomed and anticipated changes are likely as well as health-related changes. We should consider how we have handled changes such as these that we're experiencing in these areas before? How have we handled changes in these areas before? This time, we can do something different if we choose. It is still a new moon and new beginnings abound, okay? Um, In some other cultures, the time of an eclipse is so revered that all activity stops instantly and spiritual rituals are performed. So that should give you a hint to the impactfulness of a time such as this, okay? This ain't your ordinary, average, everyday, you know, walk in the park. This time we are being summoned to to uh, to be more mindful, okay? And that's why I'm, I'm here to help. With awareness, you can be more mindful. Now, great news about this solar eclipse is that the events surrounding the last eclipse season of March this year, like I said earlier, is coming to a close. For many, this is favorable news. Through positive change, we are being given a karmic and cosmic card to play with this eclipse, okay? So we can make right and efficiently so the areas of our lives and the relationships in our lives that have been out of balance, probably since around that time. I know that rings very true and familiarly for me. The very uh, events surrounding last eclipse season, for, for me personally, were relational on so many levels. And so, like I say, to, for for some, the the news of change and all that stuff on the horizon with this eclipse season that is rounding that one out, for some, it's a wel- it's welcome news. It just depends. <laughs> so, um, there are definitely many challenging aspects associated with this particular lunation, the solar um, ex new moon, but there are also promising ones that eclipse them ultimately, okay? Sorry for that wordplay, but uh had to do it. With an extremely disagreeable aspect 
And by that, if you know anything about um, astrological aspects, it's a quintux, the probably the most disagreeable aspect where the two planets or points just basically can't get right. They can't get it together. They can't figure out a way to each other to relate. Like at least with an opposition, it's a straight line. With you know, like tug of war is just that's that's easy. One one pull to one side or the other. At least with a square, you know, you can meet in the middle and you still have some things in common, uh, you know, to get there. But with this quincunx being what I deem the most disagreeable aspect in astrology, I just call it the can't get right aspect. Um, obviously, with any aspect, there there's a way. There's Ultimately, there's a way to bridge the energies. But it just... <laughs> It's not going to be apparent. It's not going to just be, oh, I should do this about this particular circumstance. It's going to be more challenging than that. But hopefully the the hope that is brought with the solar eclipse, new moon, the new beginning energy, the fresh energy that just is waiting to emerge on the other side of these in, these things that are ending, uh, hopefully that will be enough to get us over that hump. We're going over the hump, whether we want to or not. We can go kicking and screaming. We can go crying. We can go still trying to hold on and cling to. Or we can go willingly, boldly in the face of, you know, uh, these changes into fearlessly into new territory, okay? Um, the planet Uranus of inventiveness and sudden breakthroughs, uh, it could really, this new moon could be the ingenious new approach to healing. That's Virgo right there. Healing the ego, healing that the, the sun, you know, the moon, kind of healing the sun, relationships and emotions, or it could be the breakdown that strikes them down, okay? I mean, we do get to choose. We do get to choose. I actually was consulting with someone, and I was doing their solar eclipse new moon chart. And every they had three major trines, which is the most favorable aspect there is in astrology, a trine, 120-degree angle from two points. Three of this person's <laughs> transits from the sun-moon conjunction, new moon, Solar eclipse in Virgo to their to their personal natal chart. Just three three sets of trines: sun, moon, trine this, sun and moon, trine that, sun and moon, trine the other. And I mean, I had never seen a more gloomy <laughs> disposition on somebody after being delivered such powerful positive news. That's why I say it don't. It all it it all boils down to what we choose. You can have every favorable aspect known to astrology in any given transit. And if you choose to have a gloomy disposition, a dark, you know, uh, outlook on on life for yourself and others, that's your choice. <laughs> All the favorable aspects in your in in your transit chart don't trump your decision to be down in the dumps and the doldrums. We choose. We choose. That's why it, it, astrology is not 
it's magical to me because of my story, my this love story, you know, with me and astrology and how we found each other. So it's magical to me. But it's not magic. It is a tool, a divine tool brought to this planet by our divine ancestors that really and truly uh, just give us cosmic and and, and astrological context for, like I said, the microcosm that is in us as a microcosm, okay? So I had to share that because, you know, I'm pumping out these reports on a daily basis. And I just had never seen anything like that. I never told somebody they had a triple trine aspect from, you know, the lunation to their planet and, and, and just seen that stark contrast of a reaction from what I thought I was going to get. So there you have that. So uh, I was talking about Uranus because it, it's forming a quincunx to the new moon, uh, to the new moon, okay? And so just to be aware of that energy, Uranus is ingenious and inventive with sudden breakthroughs, but it is, it, it, also some other things as well. Uh, it could be a breakdown, okay? It could be lightning striking figuratively or, as I've, you know, heard about in news reports here lately, could be literally. Um, the Venus-Mars alignment, uh, I'm just talking about some things that are going to be affecting the nature of this new moon. It's not a new moon alone by itself. It has other things impacting it. Uranus is just one of them, and it's just a, a hard, disagreeable aspect. The Venus-Mars alignment, however, is beautifully and gloriously aspecting um, actually Uranus, so it's significant too. And so creative sparks and boosts from intuitive hits are possible. Uh, that's wonderful news to surround this new moon theme. Also, Mercury retrograde. Um, Mercury retrograde is in the shadow period. It officially retro turns retro stations retrograde on the 17th, um, but we've been in the shadow phase of it. So the effects of that have, for some, have long been being felt. Um, our rocky start to the show today, I'm just going to attribute it to that, hey. <laughs> Uranus is still retrograde also keep that in mind um, so with Venus involved uh, more harmony and potentially less stress would be surrounding this new moon energy um, now the caveat of this period I call it the caveat is the Jupiter-Neptune opposition that's going to be, um, if you checked out, first of all, let me digress for two quick seconds because I want you all to check out the blog. We're blogging now. <laughs> We've been blogging, but now it's we're making it more themed around these transits and just kind of breaking it down. Uh but we've got the blog. But if you're online, I want you to direct your attention really quick to the episode information for this particular show. You'll see it reads Solar Eclipse and Virgo special broadcast, your week ahead with Mama Dada, right beneath that. 
you're going to see a hyperlink for the Uhuru Academy of Fort Worth, their GoFundMe link, okay? I want you to click on that. Um, just an institution, a private school institution, Afrocentric, that is near and dear to my heart. I don't care if it's a dollar, the more the better, but any generous donation that you can, please, please click on that link and do so. Um, school just started back in this week. I know that they have everything that they need, but needs arise all the time by way of new students. And I'm just excited to be a part of such a wonderful movement and institution. So I had to do that one real quick. Okay, y'all, it's been a few episodes now that I haven't talked about my Uhuru babies. I think about it was son Leo rules children. And while the son was in Leo, I, I plug them quite a bit more here than lately. But those are our babies. We love them unconditionally. And we want them to have the best of the best of the best. So thank you so much in advance for your part uh, in making that happen, keeping that going. Uh, but I also wanted to point you in the same direction, the episode information for, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom in the paragraph, it gives you a link to the myastrologycoach.com website, blog site, so you can read the latest blog. And, of course, the link to last week's show. Now, if you click on the link to the blog, you're going to notice um, a post that you wouldn't have noticed if you haven't been on the blog site since yesterday. But there's a new blog post for Saturn re-entering Sagittarius here on the 17th coming up after the new moon. But uh, it, it's significant, too. Anytime these um, transits are happening so close to each other, they're related. You gotta you gotta count Saturn re-entering Sagittarius and being in these critical this critical last degree, the 29th, the anoretic degree uh, of Scorpio currently right now, and ingressing into uh, Sagittarius on the 17th. So check that out at the link on the on the site and um, consider that as well when you are considering the energies and the climate and conditions of this new moon solar eclipse, okay? Just have to say that real quick. All right. Uh, talked about Uranus being involved, Venus-Mars being involved, Mercury retrograde being involved. I just linked y'all to the blog site for to get the info on Saturn being involved. And uh, Jupiter-Neptune, I'm going to be blogging about Mercury retrograde next and then Jupiter-Neptune after that. So y'all will get a real, real thorough, in-depth look, more in-depth look at at its influence. But just for the sake of talking about this uh, new moon, I'll let you know that the Jupiter-Neptune opposition, um, the effects of it can be felt through things like extreme ideas and beliefs, be mindful of that, watchful of that, self-deception leading to being taken advantage of, okay? Um, And with with the Mercury Retro building also, I see us being gifted, actually, 
in this lunation, stability of mind. It's it's no small wonder with Mercury stationing retrograde slowing down to for all intents and purposes change directions. Obviously, if you've been following Mama Dada astrology, you know that physically it doesn't go backwards, but that's the effect that a Mercury retro has or a retrograde has. And so I see it as a gift of stability of mind via slowing down, reevaluating, and reassessing relationships of all kinds, primarily since it's in Libra. Libra rules Mercury is going retrograde in Libra, in the sign of relationships, in the sign of partnerships, in the sign of one-to-one, you know, dealings and contacts and communication, in the sign of business. Also, seventh house Libra rules the seventh house, which seventh house can also be seen as a house of business partnerships. And so partnerships, slow down, be mindful, uh, uh, be, become stable. When, when Mercury is retrograde, oh, trust me, you're going you're gonna to cling to whatever stability you can. And it'll do you some good during the the time that Mercury is actually, in fact, retrograde, as well as here over the next month since I'm a sentence being associated with this solar eclipse. This is also a, a, a lesson we can carry into the next six months, okay? We can live out our next six months from a place of greater attention to detail. This is a Virgo theme. Uh, being more concise and clear in tangible ways that lend to our being better organized in our daily affairs. That's Virgo, daily, daily. On the flip side, be beware of becoming hyperjudgmental and nitpicky. That's also Virgo, but that's the lower manifestation of it, hyperjudgmental of yourself and others. I mean, good, goodness, you can, you can, be detail oriented when you're being introspective and looking on your, on the inside without totally ripping yourself to shreds and and putting yourself you know on the bottom of the totem pole that's not required that's not what Virgo is asking us to do being more concise doesn't have to mean being nitpicky when it comes to others and just just ripping people apart for the fun of it, that's not going to serve us during this uh, period of time. Uh, We can, however, always choose to turn these energies inward and truly embody a more mindful service, working and healing ourselves and others close by, more mindful service, work of ourselves and others close by. Virgo wants us to get our work and health on point. That's why I asked you earlier about the changes and the last time you were going through changes of work and health and service. What are we going to do differently this time? The effects are going to be far-reaching. So the decisions that we come to now about work, health, and service are critical. And even more so with Virgo being involved because Virgo wants to put a detail-oriented, you know, scrutinizing eye with attention to detail on it. If you're in that vein, you're in the right vein. 
if you're throwing your hands up in the air and saying whatever will be will be, probably not so much. This eclipse just may be the by any means necessary that is required to ground it down and materialize for us a more integrated version of ourselves, okay? That's what I'm bringing. Uh, I've got some, I apologize, some horoscopes for y'all. Yes, it's finally time for horoscopes um, for this solar eclipse new moon in Virgo. I am going in order from Aries to Pisces, so listen out for yours. Uh, once again, when you're listening out for your sun sign, that's great. What I want Mama Dada Astrology listeners to do is listen out additionally for your rising sign. That's why you need to know the time of your birth for things like rising sign and moon sign. You're, if, you ha- if you're off on your birth time by two hours, you're into a whole nother um, sign. Uh, moon signs change every two and a half hours. And so same could be said for your ascendant. It could be off if the time of your birth is not known or incorrect. So. That's just the FYI, and we're going to jump in. Actually, before we do, I noticed we had a few more hands go up, so let's see. Um, let's see who we have here. I've got a caller from the 856429. Peace, you're on the line with Mama Daughter Astrology. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. Who's calling? What's your name? Alvarez Maria. Alvarez Maria? Rosemaria. Rosemaria. Wonderful to talk to you, Rosemaria. What can we help you with? What question do you have today? Uh, what's ahead for me, I guess, for anything, relationship or whatever, job-wise, that's coming in this week for me. What's heads up on that one? You just want uh, kind of a weekly forecast of your personal week ahead, not a general week. <laughs> right. Well, however Does you want to put it. Wrong? Right. You kind of want to look ahead to your week ahead. Right. Anything that's positive. Anything that's positive. So, okay. You actually are talking to the right one. That's some feedback I get a lot. And I make sure that in addition to being positive, I keep it real and say, and say what I actually see in people's charts, not just the fun stuff. <laughs> Not, but uh, what I what I've done is I've recorded your number. Is it okay for me to contact you after the show and get your birth details and stuff like that? Sure. Okay. Well, I've got you down, Rose Maria. I really appreciate you calling in. If you want, I can place you back on hold to listen to the rest of the show. Now, what's your sun sign? Uh, Capricorn. Capricorn. Gotta love my Capricorns, y'all. <laughs> Y'all give a whole new meaning to just manifestate, manifesting and collecting and kind of amassing tangible things here on Earth is quite fascinating uh, between all the Capricorns that I know. Um, and True. do you happen to know your rising sign? Um, you mean like fire or water? I think um, water. it's also known as your ascendant. Have you ever known what your ascendant is? No. I never found out. You you will today. When I call you back and get your birth details and see it, you will today. And what you can cool. do 
you're going back in the archives and listening to um, shows where we've done horoscopes, even like last week where we're talking about the Mercury-Pluto square from yesterday, you can not only listen to your Capricorn horoscope, but whatever your rising sign is. It could be Capricorn, um, but it could be something else that opens up kind of a whole new world to you of how to relate to all these 12 zodiac signs. The reality is that they're all in our natal charts, in all of our natal charts, so they're all in us, but we manifest them and express them a little bit differently depending on our particular chart. So that's what I can help you with later today after the show. I'll give you a call, and I really appreciate you um, listening. Thank you, Rosemaria. Thanks. Peace. You're welcome. We're adding callers all the time here. I won't try to keep up, but um, I'm trying to get the people in in order that I see that they're calling in under. So, all right, let's get into these horoscopes. You can get a more fuller picture than you have right now, and even fuller than that uh, if you end up getting a personal reading from me, okay? But let me give you add a little bit more color to this solar eclipse, moon, moon, and Virgo picture that I've been painting for you guys. I think I am having just a couple of more issues. Uh, so, Rose Maria, I, I, it, what it looks like is I'm having an issue um, putting your line back on hold. You may or may not be on hold, but my computer's not necessarily showing me that right now. So if you are on the line, uh, if you could just press mute, then make sure that no noise comes through on the line. And I apologize that I had to do it that way, but I'm just having issues on this end. And I think I can kind of hear you shuffling around now. Thank you, though. I got you back on hold, so you're fine. Okay. Sorry, guys. They're just that's Hey, welcome to Mercury Retrograde. It's real. When... The, the energy of delays, it's an effect that this transit of Mercury retrograding is having on our planet. It's not spooky. It's not kooky. It's just energy, okay? And um, I, I say blame it on the Mercury retrograde, but it's not a matter of Mercury retrograde doing something to my computer, doing something to me, because my whole chart is ruled by Mercury, none of that. It is just, it it really puts us on a level of awareness of where we are, okay, and and what's going on around us. So I'm taking it all in stride. (laughs) We are working it out. Aries, you're first up. This eclipse can be great for your work life, and you have more work opportunities, feel better about the work you're doing. And if you don't, keyword work here, you can change things so you do, okay? We can change things. Aries, you can be in the spotlight for work that you've done and offered more opportunities as a result of your hard work. You can improve your lifestyle dramatically, come on, solar eclipse, to make you a much healthier, happier person. And you can streamline your daily life and routine so that you're more productive, efficient, and accomplish more. 
This eclipse has extra positive energy with Jupiter already in Virgo and Mars entering Virgo later in the month, so make the most out of it. It'll be triggered through November of this year, okay? You can have increasing work, increasing focus on your work life as the month goes on with Mars entering your work sector and a solar eclipse in your work sector. All right, Taurus, this eclipse for you is excellent for love of people, places, things, actions. You want to bring more love into your life. Share the love you feel and not take life too seriously. You want to laugh, be merry, smile, and want everyone around you to as well. Now, if you're a single Taurus, you can meet someone new who you're really interested in and connect with. And if you are a Taurus in a relationship, you can make it fun again and inject new life into it. You can have the opportunity to do something with a hobby, making it into something more. This eclipse has extra positive energy once again with Jupiter already being in Virgo and Mars entering Virgo later in the month. Make the most of it. That's going to be the, um, you know, advice all the way across the board for everybody. With Jupiter already being in Virgo, sun and moon conjuncting in Virgo and Mars coming into Virgo later in the month, that's a whole lot of energy around these work, health, and service issues. So these things I'm telling you about in their general and broad sense in your horoscope, ground that down. Make the most of it because it's going to be triggered from now all the way through to November of this year. And on a broader scale, depending on your particular personal chart, could be triggered all the way up through March of 2016 next year, okay? Taurus, your love life can become more and more of a focus as the month of September goes on with with everything going on, okay? Gemini, the first eclipse of eclipse season is the solar eclipse in Virgo, and you can focus more on your home and family. That's that fourth house I was telling y'all about. Wanting to spend more time, this solar eclipse is going through your fourth house of home and family. And so you're wanting to spend more time with your family and reconnect with them or build the kind of family that you've always wanted to have yourself. You can work on work. You can work on this how work and family go together. Every for for Taurus, work and love is going to go together, okay? Work, service, health, and love. For Aries, uh, it's going to be more work. Work, service, health, and work. For Gemini, I didn't leave you hanging, Gemini, but I'm just making a point here. For Gemini, it's going to be work, service, health, and family or home, okay? Uh you can work on creating the kind of home life you've always wanted or the type of home itself, undergoing renovations, redecorating, or moving to a home or location you've always wanted to be. Having a place you feel is home or people you see as family can be beneficial to you and you want to be comfortable and explore your opportunities within your comfort zone, of which there can be surprisingly many. Fourth house also is um, uh, it's ruled by Cancer 
And so that brings in the keywords of comfort, okay, and nurture. So keep those keywords in mind as well, Gemini, okay, during this um, season. You can also get better in touch with your emotional side. That's very fourth house in Cancer, okay? And try to strengthen your internal foundation, fourth house. This eclipse has extra positive energy, so make the most of it. Cancer, you can benefit when you focus on your ideas and use your mind. So for Cancer, it's work, service, health, mind, work, service, health, mental, work, service, health, communication, okay? You can take your ideas and run with them and come up with great ideas that help get you places. You're more positive and enthusiastic, Cancer, okay, about life and what you're doing, and you want to communicate openly and freely with everyone. Your ideas can be met with support and encouragement. You can also deal with community projects, something to help young people uh, or become more involved in your neighborhood, start a writing project, or speak out about something. So that's so those are the very third house themes that are going on for cancer, okay? Leo, if that's third house, Leo, this got to be second. That's a money house, so listen up, Leo. <laughs> money cometh. Uh, Leo, this can be a great time for you financially, and you make the most of financial opportunities that are presented to you. You can create new opportunities for yourself and improve your financial health. So yours is work, service, health, and that money hunty, okay? Your self-esteem and confidence can improve, and you feel better and better about yourself can renew your connection to your values, work, service, health, and values as well. Uh, that second house is going to be money as well as values. Um, you can improve your sense of security, and you can be more in touch with your senses. It's a sensual second house as well, Venus ruled. And so Mars is entering your financial sector as well later in the month, and the solar eclipse occurring in this sector it can be a good time for you to think about pursuing financial opportunities that present themselves to you or to create those opportunities uh, yourself financially, okay? All right, Virgo, which sounds uh, first house, that's the house of the self. That's the house this eclipse is happening in. So for you, Virgo, solar eclipse happening in your sign isn't excellent time for you to embark on a new journey in your life. Pick a project. Pick a big project, a big plan, a big idea, and run with it. You can be excited and enthusiastic about whatever you do, and you can't wait to get going. You feel more daring and focused on what you want and willing to make it happen now. This eclipse has extra positive energy with it. Make the most of it. So you can begin to see the opportunities all around you as the month goes on, okay, because Mars is coming through, solar eclipse, huge trigger, and Jupiter is already in your sign. So y'all, Virgos know better than the rest of us how good it can really, really get uh, around the time of this eclipse. All right, Libra, you can have great opportunity. We're getting into the 12th house now with Libra, okay? 12th house you're going, you're going to hear as I read the horoscope 
is just going to deal with things hidden. You're, you're, you're up next, okay, basically. So the sun going in Virgo, Jupiter, Mars, all these things, it's going to go to Libra next. So you're right on the cusp of, you know, the things that Virgo is going through now. So you can have great opportunities to do things in the background, behind closed doors, with no one watching. Libra, this is a time for you to make plans and prepare yourself over the next year. You don't want to let anyone in on what you're up to just yet, but you're excited about what you're doing and preparing for. You can also focus 12 houses, Pisces ruled as a spiritual house. You can also focus on a spiritual venture and improve your connection to your intuition. Okay, Libra? Doesn't sound that exciting for me personally, but um, I know that this the 12th house is it, just so many elements to it. It's a really, really impactful house. Don't sleep on that. If you want to know the details of what's happening for you specifically, at the time of the eclipse, Libra, let let me just contact me. I can be reached at Adrian A D R I E N N E at myastrologycoach.com or through any of my social media sites. Um, Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter. Okay, Scorpio, this for you can be a great time for you to focus on a dream. The 11th house, this eclipse is going through your 11th house of hopes, wishes, and dreams and networking and, and groups, group associations. So uh, <clears throat> you can focus on a dream that you have and make it happen. You can have opportunities to pursue a dream pre- presented to you. And you can take it and run with it. All right, Scorpio, some of you can even accomplish a dream you have with this eclipse. You're excited about your future and you want to make it now. You can find more opportunities through friends and group or groups you belong to, and you can make more friends and join more groups. These are potentialities at this time you, or over the next six months if it's triggered later on down the road. You can make an impact, Scorpio, bigger than you think you can, reaching more people and enjoy doing so. This eclipse is extra positive, so make the most of it. Sagittarius, you are going to focus more on your career and goals. That's 10th house. As the moon goes on with Mars entering your career and life path, life path sector, okay? Uh, This can be an excellent time for you professionally, Sagittarius, and with your goals. You can set new goals for yourself that you work hard on and see the realization of some goals as well. You're presented with great new opportunities, and you meet people in the right places who can help you get to where you want to go. Status in life can improve, and you feel great about the success that you have. Go ahead, Sagittarius. You can think more long-term, and you can make plans that you know will continue your success. Uh, When it's all said and done, Sag, this could be one of the most successful, profitable periods of your life if you can use the energy right. It'll be triggered through November of this year. 
Capricorn, you can use this energy of the solar eclipse occurring on the 13th to have a new experience. That's for you, uh, Rose Maria. Um, that opens up your eyes and mind in a profound way to explore new worlds and realms and pockets of your mind and soul or to find your inner optimist. You can look at the world with fresh eyes and you're excited by what you see. You feel you're on, on your way up right now and you want to keep your momentum going forward. This is an excellent time to go back to school, to take some trips to exotic lands, to learn a new language, to do some writing, or get published. Now, this is going through your ninth house. Uh, the optimism you feel, Capricorn, can help you in almost any venture you want to tackle, which, of course, that's great for any Capricorn. Y'all are always tackling something, you you goats. <laughs> um, but uh, the ninth house. Uh, the ninth house in, in ancient astrology was even associated with marriage, Capricorns. So with this solar eclipse, I definitely want to throw out that potentiality. Uh, somebody might be getting proposed to. If you're a man, you might be feeling inclined to do the proposing. Ninth house is about long-distance journeys, okay? And we know that committed relationships kind of mirror that so uh, when you're talking about looking at the world with fresh eyes and being excited by what you see and and feeling like you're on your way up and wanting to keep the momentum going forward, um, I'm just throwing out another potentiality there that you may see these energies play out through. Okay. All right, Aquarius, you can get the opportunity. Hello? 